Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Widowed AF and I'm your host, Rosie Gilmoss. Joining me today for our chat is my husband, Jonathan. Hi, John. Hi, Rose. Hi, everybody. Now, a little bit different today. We, um, despite living in the same house and recording an episode a week together for quite a while now, we don't sit in the same room. So we're actually, I'm actually looking right at him now and it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm hoping this is going to give you guys um, a bit of more of a sort of natural listening experience. That's so wanky. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's it's nice to actually be able to look at each other and sort of chat a little bit more informally. And we're hoping it'll lead to more sort of, um, I guess, like a fireside chat vibe is what we're hoping to create going forward with with what we're doing. So Anyway, we we have no idea how this sound quality is going to come out. This is our first attempt. So uh, if you're hearing this, it went well. If not, it's going to be out late. (laughs) (laughs) My guess is on late. I don't think so. I think we can. I think the the more worried we are about how it's going to turn out, the better they usually are. So I remember that one that I wouldn't listen to. And then people were messaging saying, oh, that was one of the best ones yet. So I think it is just... uh, I sometimes think uh, the more kind of uh, last minute you do things, the better. But uh, I, I know not everybody likes the fly by the seat of your pants approach that I do. So anyway, back to the matter in hand. We are going to be having a chat about Monday's episode, which was Kathy Lockett. And it was it was a suicide, which are always extraordinarily difficult to both record and then to listen to. So I hope everybody out there is okay because it can be uh, a really difficult subject um, and it's one that we we know we have to talk about but nobody really wants to. So we're trying at home here, aren't we? We try and, I mean, it's not something you want to kind of put into their minds but we have conversations about mental health a lot and we are going to have a bit of a chat later in the episode about um, our own mental health and we sort of thought it might be uh positive and kind of helpful to talk about the things that we've been struggling with and and where we stand on things like you know personally our medication my, my medication stuff like that so we'll, we'll we'll see how we go but we, we we'd like to drop this in at some point in this episode so anyway i'm going to hand you over to mr gilmoss to kick us off with a little bit of a dissection of kathy's episode and his his key points um where do you start for key points? I mean, to look at all the comments that have come through for this episode, it's been mm. it's been quite quite a thing to see. Um, lots of support, lots and lots of support. I'm I'm pretty speechless, if I'm honest. I mean, the suicide ones they there was a sting to them. They hit different, don't they? Yeah, there's there's um there's a sadness that you don't really think about much, but yeah. And I found sorry, I've asked you for your opinion, and then immediately spoken over you, as usual. Uh, but one of the really big things I noticed personally, and it is kind of um, one of the things I want to talk to you about a bit, because you're, and I have uh, I have pre-approved this as well, I'm not just dropping this on, John, by the way. So the, the key issue for me was this idea that he kept his depression secret, that he was battling this demon in his own mind, and he felt unable to talk about it. And, I mean, it... it Things have changed, things have moved on in terms of men talking about their feelings, but I still think it's very difficult. And I think you, I mean, you, you're probably better placed than me to talk about this, obviously, but you don't, you've said, haven't you, that you don't tend to sit and have a coffee or have lunch together that often. It's conversations tend to be had um, in pubs where there's background noise, playing pool, darts, 
football. It, it's that yeah. sort of occupy one part of you so you can open up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're um, for all the literature, for all the advertisement, for all the effort that people are trying to do there, we, we don't seem to be getting the message to uh, do as men. We don't, we don't talk about these things enough. But yeah, I think we've, we've mentioned it before on the pod about this, um, like busy conversation. So like a game of snooker, game of, mm. game of poker, that sort of thing. I do it with the kids as well. I, I often, you know, talk to them if we're walking and, and that's probably my favourite way to have a conversation these days. Now I don't drink, which yeah. used to get me kind of loose up enough to talk and I, I like to be walking. But I think the, um, I think the thing that we don't, we don't really do as men, we go in groups. There's some silly because you don't, you don't ever want to share in a group. It's very, very rare. Mm. You get the one-on-one coffees or if you do, it's a work thing mm. or... You, you you're talking about a football match. You, you know there has to be something else going on, but it's that something else is always done in a group. Yeah. So I don't I, I don't know how how you solve it with us men, just for just wankers. So sweeping generalisation, but it wasn't made by wait wasn't made by me is what I'm trying to say. So no men shout at me. That wasn't me that said it. Um, the dog may bark because um, we are expect we were supposed to be going out for dinner this evening actually, and that, probably now's an opportune time to say it. But we've just cancelled because you're feeling a bit wonky, aren't you? And, and yeah. it's been a bit of a day. It was John's birthday, so we just had so much on. And protecting your mental health is is is, is important. And I'm, one of the things I'm I've have historically struggled with is boundaries and saying no to things. And I use that kind of overloading of myself as a guess another escapism. And I know that is symptomatic of somebody who's had a, a trauma. Is it's almost like a drug in terms of keep busy to run away from whatever's actually hurting. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm just going to get. I'm just going to text Holly to get. Just going to text Holly to get the dog in because I can hear it barking on the feed. Tell me one thing that I said. I bet you can't. Right. Anyway, so I'm going to just jump back in again. We can edit that out. I'm sure. That's right. No, you, no, you. It's uh, this is so. This is again an insight into our life. We are recording the podcast in our new studio, which is awesome, and it's in our garden. And of course, it's a lovely sunny day. So, where on earth do you think my children are? Of course, they're in the garden, which is wonderful. But it does mean it's a, a little bit shambolic. So, we we probably will keep this one quite brief today. But we we wanted to check in, and I, I just feel uncomfortable not putting out the the episodes when, when we say we will. So, um, just back to Tim and and his mental health. So he kept it quiet, even from his wife, which seems so kind of crazy. But of course, people do. And I do know of a, a friend whose his husband hid his mental health, and ultimately, it did end in the same same result. So we know that talking about it's good. We know that even just saying it aloud helps. And maybe that's it. Maybe they don't have to talk to each other. Maybe just saying it, getting kind of. You know, talk in the shower or tell you know vocalize these things that you're holding that, that does help um the, the thing the thing i know is i suppose with myself it's pretty much any emotion surfaces in the end is anger it mm-hmm. always comes out as anger no matter what the root cause is it, it, it it's anger it takes it's quite a step to try and wade back to where the cause is to to, to dissipate it out and by which point you wound up in your tents and you don't want to talk and and that can happen just even trying to vocalize the whatever it is you're trying to vocalise or whatever you're trying to say. So, um, you know, sometimes some of us punish ourselves in the gym, some of us... Booze. Booze, some of us play music, some go for a run. There's all sorts of ways of doing it, but I think it's more important to find what that is, especially on the, on the on the male side of things, is to find out what that initial release is to get out of your system when you go. Um, 
and and maybe dampen it down to a point where you can go into a group scenario and have these these yeah. feelings in your mind. Um, you know, some might say that if you can't say that in your friend group, it's not your right friend group, but we can't all be lucky and find the people no, and I find. Think, and I think so many friendship groups that, you know, that even within friendship groups, there are certain people that you would go to about uh, certain things. You wouldn't necessarily broadcast stuff, say, on a WhatsApp chat, so which... I, you know, I've got about, uh, I don't even care to count WhatsApp groups. And I like them. I find them a really efficient way of staying in touch with people. But I'm noticing that it's taking a toll on my mental health. Just the um, the belief that I have to give everybody, you know, so much of myself all the time. And it's it's taking its toll. So I have uh, embraced voice notes this week, which my friends are loving. Um, I keep promising to keep them all under a minute. but um, And obviously you can't listen to me at double speak because I do sound like a chipmunk. So that's not not working for people. <laughs> it shouldn't speed them up that way it should keep the pitch the same but it doesn't seem to do that I think it's specific to my voice yeah. um, so back to Cathy so I really liked Cathy I like all my guests um, there was something something about Cathy and she she was so eloquent in the way she talked about how she felt and the betrayal That because again for anybody who hasn't listened she um, her husband had an affair and this kind of came at the end of a really bad period with his mental health they had money worries he was exhausted so want to so let's just talk about this issue of men not talking and you know kathy knows is the dog still barking mm. should do you want to sort it let me shut that window yeah and see what's going on is it's probably just linda's here isn't it shall i go out so obviously this episode's going to have uh quite a few elements surrounding mental health uh within it so we are going to talk a little bit more in depth about our own experiences, but I do want to, again, just think back to uh, Tim. And for anybody that hasn't heard it yet, Tim, who is Kathy's husband, he uh, admitted that he'd had mental health problems and about five years prior to this, and he was really struggling. And he had tried many, many therapies and many, many things, and they had some financial worries and I guess it all got too much and he turned to alcohol and he got kind of mean, I think. And, you know, you don't know what goes on in people's lives, but it ended with him leaving the family home and it transpired he'd had an affair. So, and then quite soon after that, he took his life. So you have the kind of awful horror of losing somebody. Then you've got the horror of it being suicide, which, you know, it, it is different. It, it, it is. Uh, and then to compound that, he's had an affair. And and how do you kind of get around? That? I guess we've had a, we've had Tash talk about this as well, and of course Lulu. And I suppose maybe it's giving people the confidence to talk about this very complex grief where you are so angry with them, but you still love them and you're still sad that they're dead. And how people can't always outside of this world and and probably within this world can't always comprehend that. No, and and. It's very strange how the human brain works. It goes through this self-destruct cycle where it just tries to destroy everything in its path. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he turned to the bottle. He he started having an affair. He was, he was mean. Um, and because of those actions and, you know, naturally, people don't want to be around you when you mm-hmm. do that. So you just become isolated. And no one would think to ask the questions that probably needed asking. But, you know, how, how can you know when you're, well, and it sounds like he was really, really desperate to get better. And he tried, you know, various therapies and treatments and medications and really kind of took it seriously once he'd admitted there was, you know, that he had these these concerns. But 
what I can sort of see or hear in, in this is that he was desperately seeking for an answer, something that would make this pain that he was in go away. So he's tried the alcohol, he's tried the medication, as I just said, and all and so forth. Um, and ultimately, I suppose sex, you know, let's, let's do the ultimate thing that can blow my life apart and see if I can feel that, see if that blows this out. And it did, and, and it, it, that didn't work either. And I guess he, he just fell to the end of the road. I am completely, you know, guessing I, I obviously didn't notice him, but all of us have are prone to a, a darkness, to feeling low and to that kind of, and many of us, and many of you listening will have projected that inwards and had, you know, really kind of dark and negative thoughts about yourself and kind of what, what purpose you, there is for you and, and all that sort of stuff. And most of us can rally it and, you know, find the positive, but severe, crippling, debilitating depression. I mean, it, it must be like living with a physical disability. It, it must be awful because it, it doesn't ever go. It, it's with you all the time. You can't escape your own head, can you? No, no, you can. And especially, you know, when there is the term treatment-resistant depression, mm. um, it shows that there is an awareness that this, this does exist. But when I've, when I've lost to find it, the way I could give to cancer. And there's, there is a lot of talk about psychedelic treatment, which isn't legal here. So, and and I I haven't tried it. And one of the, and to be honest with you, one of the many reasons I haven't tried it is because I made the choice to go back on to sertraline, which and you can't do them both. But I was considering trying it just to see, kind of, I don't know. I mean, I I as far as I can tell, it it is relatively risk free, but um, it also has some incredible benefits. But I would have had to go to Amsterdam, so that's on the back burner at the moment um because i just felt that the anxiety i was beginning to experience around things particularly with regards to what's happening with the podcast and professionally you know this is really exciting and wonderful and and i'm i was getting very scared and it was going to stop me grabbing the opportunities i suppose yeah yeah it, it, it was it was i think you've done the right thing and you've reached out and you've you've put the scaffolding in place you need yeah to then continue on your journey yeah, and it's it's working so far really, really well for me. It's been really positive. I feel just, I, I sat the other day in the garden and the kids were playing and everything just felt really calm and peaceful. And I I don't know as I can remember many many times I felt like that. And it, it was, you know, I'm not saying I'm in a constant state of terror. Every time you enjoy something, it's with the caveat of, but what if, what if, what if this happens? And I found now I'm I am able to look around and go, oh no, actually I'm. It's pretty cool. Like things are good. Yeah, yeah, and enjoy the moment. I'm I'm the same, and it's a relatively new experience. Yeah. Um, if I'm honest, even before I became widowed. Yeah. Um, you know the you know my particular therapist unlocked me all the way into my past. So. Yeah, and you're unusual, aren't you? In that you are quite comfortable having therapy, talking about the fact you've been to therapy and talking about the benefits that you've seen from it you're you know you really believe in it and for a man and particularly a northern man to talk quite so openly about mental health and admit that you've struggled I think it's really valuable the things that I wasn't I wasn't five you know five years ago or yeah five years ago today no chance you know I'm, I might have floated with the idea of actually going and booking and seeing someone and you know it, it took what Sarah went through and then you know even she said go and get some help mm. That was the push that pushed me over, and then, one, you know, once I went, and once I learned to trust the therapist, and I, you know, I talked about you about this trusted room. Mm. Well, I walk in, I shut the door. There's only me and the therapist, and she's not allowed by law to try anything unless it's a danger, of course. Yeah, of course we know that, but 
but you can basically be as honest as your brain wants to be. And, sh- and the therapist is there to basically go, okay, but yeah, this is why this is happening. And then they give you homework, much like a physiotherapist gives you homework to do while they're between sessions. And if you do the work, it's, it's just as hard as physiotherapy. It's the same just in your mind. But if you do the work, you do eventually reach this crescendo where you can have these moments where you just sit like you did in the garden and say, this is, this is all right. Life's all right, and just as a million things could be going on, and there's an absolute trauma in the in your wake, but right at that moment, you're good, you're calm, you're okay. So lean into that and enjoy it. Goodness me, wise words indeed from Mr. GM. There, yeah, you're right, actually. And it by talking about it and confessing in, in you know in inverted commas that I do struggle and that this persona that people hear you know when you listen to this or perhaps although I have probably been far more honest on here than I might have been even a year ago and you know the school mum you know I mentioned to somebody once a mum that I don't know so well about having uh, a bit of anxiety and she sort of looked at me she went oh my god I had no idea you struggled and I think it is time and I know it, it, we all are to a certain degree but it still feels uncomfortable talking about it doesn't it talking about mental health problems and particularly when you see other people struggling so much more um you know and they have really really awful very awful very difficult challenging lives and you feel a bit um oh what's the word a bit disingenuous I suppose but actually mental health is it, it doesn't select it doesn't go oh well actually you've got a a nice happy life there you know and I'm, I'm kind of disregarding the widowhood here okay um but you therefore you will not have this predilection to low mood and depression and it doesn't work like that you you get kind of depression or low mood that's caused by a scenario and you also get like a neurological condition I guess I, I am not medical so I could be saying all the wrong things so nobody tell me off please so as as some of you all may already be aware, I am um, neurodivergent, which uh, is a term I prefer to use because otherwise you have to list acronyms. But I um, I am autistic, um, I, I guess uh, what would have been Asperger's, and I have ADHD. So I take medication for the ADHD. I take um, a, a stimulant medication, which has been really, really incredible. It's taken a bit of adjusting to, but it's really, I, I, I pers- for me personally, it's changed my life. But what it did do, excuse me, is it sort of lowered, I call it sort of lowered the ADHD bit of my brain and it enabled the sort of autistic side to show a bit more. And that's been quite difficult because emotional regulation can be challenging and overwhelm and it's a pretty overwhelming time. <laughs> You've got four kids that you, you have to do the stuff like go to the soft days and parties and I, you know, we, we share the load, but it's, it, it, there's no escaping it. It's a lot. And I just felt at the moment, whilst I am processing still my grief, whilst I'm raising a young family, whilst I'm, you know, enjoying my life with you, I wanted, and, and growing the podcast, you know, doing doing all the cool stuff we're doing here, I, I wanted to, a little extra coat of armour between me and, and that rawness and the vulnerability, which is, is what the, the search team seems to be doing so far. So I don't, you know, I, I don't know whether I'll stay on it for long term, but I just, it, you still have to do the other stuff though, that's, that's the other thing, is you still have to do the the, the yoga and the, you know, fresh air and the walking and all, all that sort of stuff because medication alone, it, it isn't enough. But I think it's I think it's really helping. And I, I feel I've really <laughs> talked for ages on that. So apologies if anybody's nodded off there. 
<laughs> I, I don't think they will have. I mean, this is quite um, honest and open discussions about mental health and you know, antidepressants because the people do think that, oh, take the antidepressants and you're fine. Mm. And more of that, they, they don't work, they rebound. Well, I did it, didn't I? I stopped exercising and I said, I've not done yoga for about three days. And I, it's because I'm taking those bloody tablets and I think that I don't have to now. And it, it's just essentially most of us are quite lazy. And if we can take a little tablet in the morning, we will. But it has to be a more holistic approach. And I, for one, am a nightmare about getting you know, the correct nutrition and stuff. So I take vitamins and I, um, I do drink lots of water and things. And as you'll be aware, I don't drink alcohol. So I find a manageable way of incorporating sort of healthiness. Health. I can't bring myself to say wellness. Don't say wellness. We've both said it now. That's it. It's out there in the world because it, it still makes me feel a bit icky, but then I didn't think I'd ever meditate. So anyway, I suppose in a very lengthy and roundabout way, what I wanted to really do is, is express a, a debt of gratitude to Kathy for coming on and talking about some very, very difficult things because suicide alone is, is a very taboo and difficult to talk about subject but then to be able to talk about her, the betrayal that she felt and the isolation as a result of this very complex grief I think that took extra extra depths of bravery and um, I think she did really really well and I did share on Instagram actually that she sent uh, the episode to one of her boys who's at university and he really approved of it and and was really proud of her and it was quite it, it made me feel quite emotional actually because my well, our eldest is, is sort of said how proud he is of what we're doing, and it's a really nice feeling when your kids approve because most of the time they think you're an idiot, don't they? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they, they do, they do. Um, and we're immensely proud of all you guys, all you guys who um, have shared your story with us on air, the ones mm-hmm. that are in the queue. I know there's a lot of you, and some of you waiting to be contacted. I'm getting there. I know. I'm sorry. We are booking past um, December now, guys. So we are doing our absolute best, and we will keep doing this as long as you guys want to be on it and want to listen. But um, we didn't expect this to be quite as big as it's becoming. So we and we have some really exciting stuff, and I don't want to be that tosser that kind of uh, drip feeds you, saying I've got exciting things coming up, and then won't tell you. It's not done to as a little tease. It's done because I genuinely can't yet. But if you subscribe. You'll know about it. Oh, you are just itching. Just say like and subscribe and be done with it. You're itching to do just it. Subscribe. Maybe give us a little review somewhere. Give us a five stars or, or a four or a two if you don't like don't us. Give them a, don't give us a bloody two. Don't, we can take the criticism as well as the... No, we can't. No, we can't. Don't give us a two. I'll cry. And then it'll be your fault. You'll make a widow cry. <laughs> <laughs> so in other news, um, it was Mr. GM's birthday yesterday. So we're recording this on Thursday. So birthday was on Wednesday. And we had a bright, nice day. We we went up to London and we had just had a couple of hours and we came back home again and then we sat in the garden with the kids and it was bloody lovely and just a really nice way to spend your birthday, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was all about disconnecting and relaxation. Um, And that's exactly what happened and it was lovely. Thank you very much. That's all right. (laughs) It was easy. So... Oh, and also we did survive the sleepover in the garden involving six 10-year-old girls. We are just, that's probably why we're, that's probably why we can, a bit dazed and confused is because we're still reeling from that. It was Holly's birthday, she was 10, and we had a really, really lovely time. And once again, all the family were involved, Sarah's family, my family, Ben's family sent presents, and it was another sort of hot hodgepodge melting pot of you know family life that that just once again felt really nice so feeling pretty 
grateful but exhausted right now. Yeah. If I'm honest, that's that's a fair summary of where that's we are right summary. now, isn't it? It's is a fair summary, yeah. Uh, one bit of exciting news I can share is that we are, as I said, recording this in our studio, but we aren't yet using the cameras because, um, oh, quite frankly, I haven't washed my hair for how long. No, I mean, again, we just haven't got the, the map and mounted yet. So hopefully the next uh, wash-up sort of chatty episode next Friday, you will actually get to see us as well, which is a bit scary, but also quite exciting. And I'm going to try not to use filters because I really hate um, excessive filters. Um but let's see how we, let's let's see let's see how much sleep I get the night before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it is a little bit of a shorter one today, um, just because we are um, chasing our tails massively this week and childcare. You know how it is, guys, right? So I just would like to say a big uh, thank you to everybody who's uh, engaged with us this week. We love hearing from you. Please keep it up, voice notes, Instagram messages, however you choose, and of course, we do have the Facebook group. So um, have a little chat over there too uh, and the subscribe and, and the review button just just in spotify in apple music for the love of god will you just like and subscribe or, um for us so that he doesn't have to say it. so you're gonna just i'm just gonna re- I'm, I'm gonna record a bumper <clears throat> i'm gonna do a deal with everybody if you if you're enjoying what we do and you find value give us a subscribe give us a like yeah that's my deal let's do a deal all right okay all right you do that deal let's see how many people listen to the end <laughs> Give Three. <laughs> My mum. But uh, give, give us another on Instagram or give us another in the group when yeah. you're giving us a subscribe. Or if you've already subscribed. I might do a prize. I might do a prize. I don't know what I'm going to give you. One of what? my, what, I could sacrifice one of the hundred pens that I bought because um, yeah, we've got ADHD, right? Anyway, we're going, we're going. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourselves, you lovely people, and we will be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.